This is John S. Hall, and you're tuned in to Undergroundopolis. Jacob Itter. Mommy. Mommy. I, I, love, I love that song. <laughs> I'm kind of par, I'm kind of partial to that song because I was I think I was there when Adam first started writing it. I was spending I, I was spending a vacation in Evansville. Luckily, what's the saying about Evansville? Go on vacation. Stay on probation. <laughs> Stay on probation. <laughs> I didn't get any probation that that time. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> well. First off, to anybody local watching, in three weeks, I will be regreening my crown at the open mic at 21st Amendment or 21st Germantown. I keep forgetting they changed their name. I'll be filling in for Uncool Randy. He's going to take he's, – he's got another event he's going to do, and I'm going to I'm going to host it that night. So I will be back, and it will – Randy, Randy's done an incredible job with, with the show, and I'm really happy that he – I, I couldn't be happier with the person that took that seat, you know, but he's, I'm, he's going to take that night off. He's got, he's a stand-up comedian. He's funny as hell. So if, if, if he are in Louisville and you got a chance, go see uncool Randy. He might, he might even have helped me written a song on my next album. I may or may not. May, mostly may. <laughs> I like the name. <laughs> what, what's that? Uncool Randy. Yeah, uh, uncool. Yeah, yeah it's un- it used yeah. to be. He used to say Uncle Randy. Now, now he's going. Now he's going by Uncool Randy. He, <laughs> he, he used to make the joke as he Rob calls me Uncle Randy because I'm fucking his aunt. <laughs> <laughs> so, anybody watching, if you have questions, don't be afraid to post them. Because these guys already said I, they didn't really say I didn't even ask them. They're I just they're going to answer your questions. Yeah, <laughs> we don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Known these guys long enough. <laughs> How did it or first come together? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, me and my band Star People had split up, and Ron was like, bass player Ron was like, "Hey, 
why don't we get together and play? So we did. We couldn't find a drummer, man. We tried and tried. And then I talked to Jake at work and I was like, did you play drums? And he's like, yeah, I'll try. And then we just, he played drums and that was the first round of Itter. He plays guitar now, don't he? Yeah, he plays guitar now. (laughs) We had a a hiatus and he came to a show one night and I called him up on stage. And next day I was like, you should come play guitar. So ever since then, he's kind of been back in the band. Yeah. It was pretty easy transition. <laughs> yeah, you already knew the songs. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if well, if you could have a, if you could narrow down a person you saw, or a, like on TV or at a concert or anything like that, narrow down to somebody you said, I want to do that. Could you could you name that influence? The main one I think was when you and I were at Harpo's and we saw the band Situation Gray. I don't know if you remember that or not, Rob. Oh, but yeah. That night I was like, dude, we got to do this, man. <laughs> uh, they were actually a few years ago at Headliners. <laughs> I was really? like, no way is they had uh, a re- reunion show. And I, I think I had to work that night. But I was like, I almost <laughs> went to that. I wish I had them. <laughs> I guess every now and then they'll have a, they'll have a, a reunion show over here because they're from here. I guess the other show would be Pantera in like '92, I think. <laughs> Pantera and Skid Row. Yeah, that was the other one. I was just talking about that to somebody. Uh, who was it yesterday? I was like, "Oh, it was to my band last night when we played at 21st." I was like, "I was like that, that show. I, I think it was that show. I stage dive and nobody caught me." <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're right. I think nobody you caught that. me. I almost yeah. got in a big fight with a dude. He grabbed me by my shirt. And I just, and I already landed on my ass bone, and I hurt like a motherfucker for like a week and a half. Yeah, there, there's no way I could do that now. No yeah. <laughs> so you floor dived. I'd floor yeah, dive. Yeah, <laughs> As a mesker, that's he right. He wasn't crowd surfing; he was floor surfing. Yeah. <laughs> yep, caught one of Dimebag Dimebag's picks. That I night. remember that you son of a bitch, <laughs> <laughs> lucky like, motherfucker, ah! dude. <laughs> I think that's the only pick I've ever caught. I think so. Nice. I remember Rob was like, I got one of Dimebag's picks. I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I think he that's was called Diamond catch. then. <laughs> he, was, he was still called Diamond then. <laughs> yeah, Diamond. <laughs> that's how old we are. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> what would you, how would you describe your the music you create? It's hard, man. I don't know. Kind of uh, if System of a Down was from Kentucky. Yeah. And with a mix with Primus, some mix in there too. Yeah. Do you have a particular creative process? I don't. I they come to me in all different ways, all different times. Sometimes three in the morning, I'll wake up from a dead sleep and just start playing. It just there's no rhyme or reason to it really, and I like it that way. It just kind of taps you on the shoulder sometimes, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Write, so me, write me now. <laughs> yeah. Something's channeling through me. Well, do you have a favorite show story you'd like to share with us? Um, I think I have a really fond memory, like looking back on <clears throat> all the shows at Landhux. Yeah, it was a pretty oh, yeah. legendary uh, spot here uh, in Evansville, and yeah, fucking truck ran into it and uh, basically took one of the legs out of the table <laughs> that was that building. And yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah, it's gone. Yeah. It's been gone for a few years, but it was amazing to play there. So many legendary 
uh, people local. I look up to. Yeah. yeah. Local and uh, even nationally touring acts yeah. have been through there. Anal cunt played there randomly. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it. It was before yeah, my time of going to shows, that. but they, they did play it. Our drummer Anal. now, Clay, uh, his band Dunwich played there and Blood Tribe oh. played there. It's like a, every yeah. local band played there. Yeah. And touring bands. Yeah, it's a it's a historied venue for sure. It was. Yeah. Kenrex. Kenrex played there quite a bit back, back in the day. Yeah. John. Here's the counter question. What's your worst performance? Oh, <laughs> there's so many. How can I, uh, can I pinpoint one? Yeah, you can. Most of the time, I get real too fucking drunk, and it's just <laughs> it's a train wreck. And then I just go with it. I'm like, fuck it, it's over with now. <laughs> Most of the time, you get drunk when you play. <laughs> yeah, every every time, every time. We played a festival um, in like Marengo, Indiana, one time, or we played it tw- two years in a row. And each time they had no shelter over you. So the sun was just beating down oh, on you man. the entire time. <laughs> and then fine, but the sun went down on us and they didn't plug yeah. in any lights and we yeah. got done. And uh, the, these dudes that were called the Kentucky cookers and they had a barbecue joint and they were like, you know, why didn't you have the lights on for them? And those guys were like, Oh, it was this, it was that. And that dude said, I'm not a rocket scientist. And he pulls up a cord and plugs it in. The lights come on. He goes, but that's pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> damn they were busy they were good shows though Mm -hmm. we haven't had too many nightmare shows to be honest they've all been pretty pretty good our first the first iteration of itter when i was the drummer seemed like we ran into a lot of like having to do our own sound and stuff type situations uh it was a random time in in the music scene it was right after 11 23 another legendary venue in evansville had closed down so there weren't that Landhux was one of the only spots to really play. And so most people just didn't give a shit about having a PA for some reason. So we, Ron has all kinds of equipment. So we'd end up having to lug a PA with us too. And that kind of sucked. But uh, luckily that's not the way of it anymore. No. Is, was Landhux, did it have the, the spiral graph laser thing? Uh, probably. Yeah. Probably. Jim invested in lights and stuff. Jim Lane, he owned it. And, yeah, uh, yeah. He I always had just, a pretty good light show. I, th- I thought it just fell apart. I didn't realize a truck had hit it. No, a truck yeah. hit it, dude, and the whole thing caved in. And uh, so they gave him like twenty four hours to get all the stuff out of there, and he couldn't get it out. And they demolished it, and he sued him and won like two point two million dollars against the city <laughs> of Evansville. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Do you prefer the studio or the stage? I love the studio, and I love the stage. I don't know, man. They're both good to me. I like them both. They're different animals. Yeah. It's hard to compare them really. Cause the studio, you just get to refine what you've been playing in one shot on the stage. I do surprisingly well in the studio better than I thought I would. It's like, I really find it in the studio more so yeah. than when we're playing live. But after we settle in the studio, it's done. That's the way it is. I always what? get drunk even in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the magic is, dude. Yeah. It's like, dude, I was playing horrible last time. I was like, let me do this two shots. So I did those two shots. It's like magic after that. It's like, yeah, all right. Dude, the vocals on this new shit are incredible. I'm assuming mm-hmm. that you were uh drink. I wasn't there for you recording your vocals, but um, I'm assuming you had a few uh, shots in you at that time as well. I, I did. I did. I had two shots. Is what I did. Two shots. Nice. Well, since it is my show, I get to talk about my favorite song on the album, which is Angry and Blue. 
So what's the, <laughs> what's the what the title track? What what's the story behind the title track there? I don't know. It's a relationship song, you know. It's about so when Zeus was angry, he'd create fire and storms and lightning, and when he was sad, he would make it rain, and that's how the color blue is tied to sadness. So it's kind of like you know when you get in those situations where you're either angry or sad all the time, you know, just wish you could break free from it, and you're trying to find a way. You right? Are you the key songwriter at this point? Well, I mean, I yeah, I write, but then it's never the same once I bring it to practice because you put uh, the other influences in it, and it all changes. I love collaborating. I, I do. If I, yeah. if I write, if I, write a, if I write a song by myself, most of the time I'm going to fail. It never, it never is the same as me playing it on the front porch on the acoustic. It's always different. Everybody, you know, from Jake's guitar to Ron's bass to Clay's drums, it changes it. Yeah, There's the structure a, too. Yeah, I just the bare bones. Yeah, yeah, the structure kind of almost creates itself out of common sense whenever you're in practice mode. We need this here and then we'll do two of these. That makes sense. And then, yeah. and then you play it and you figure out whether it works or not. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> it comes together how it, how it does. It's kind of the universe gives you the song and yeah. then the universe <laughs> gives us the common sense to know how the fuck to play it. What, what would be your most personal song? Apology. Apology. And why? Yeah. It's about, uh, it's about being strung out when I lost my grandfather. Elaborate. Do you have any, a particular line that is real. Oh yeah. It says, sorry, I'm lost. Sorry. I'm high, but I love you anyway. I come to say goodbye. Damn. Yeah. It gets him at shows too, when we're playing it, but it, it makes the song that much more like palpable, like the meaning of it to everybody else. The, uh, uh, the guy who helps book and whatnot at a Boca lounge in town, we played there. We played apology last and he came up to me after and he was like, that last song you played, that's there's there's something to that. He like bragged on it. And then he told Adam the same thing. Like, yeah, it meant a lot to him to hear it. I mean, he he doesn't even have like a similar situation necessarily, but he could feel it. We're going to record that next. Yeah, that's in the next batch. You, and you can't tell the honest songs. You, you can't. I mean, they really stick out. They do to me. They, I mean, even God, where was I played one show and it. it and it was a, a screamo type band, which I'm not. And I love metal, but I, there's some of the screamo stuff I'm kind of. Uh, but there was one <laughs> band, there was one band that, and, and all their honesty spilled out. And I was like, "Holy shit, man!" There, and I had to go on after them. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> I was like, I, I looked at Louie. I was like, I don't think I want to go. <laughs> that would be the worst. Out. I don't want to follow them. Man. <laughs> I, I hope that. <laughs> I hope that makes our show all the more interesting. That we have some songs that are not really to be taken seriously, like "Winding Down the Road" is yeah, just like fun. just silly and fun. And then we have "Apology," which is like about as serious as it gets. Yeah. Um, so I hope our, I hope that catches people like and that. everything in between. I did say that I to stick to inside jokes, man. I remember Adam singing that. When we were <laughs> we were like twelve and shit, because Wayne, Wayne, his grand, Wayne, his grandfather, I think, used to sing it too. <laughs> There's yeah, another yeah. one. If you could open a show, if you could open a show for anyone, who would that be? Nirvana, <laughs> <laughs> Dead or Alive, <laughs> either yeah, one. I don't dead, care. Or, dead or Alive, it doesn't matter. Dead, I would say Nirvana. I think we'd fit them pretty well as far as an opener for them, but. 
uh, a live probably system of a down. I would say. Yeah. I feel like their fans and uh, w- they would really take a liking to us. Yeah, or Primus. I think Primus fans would like us too. And yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Les Claypool, if you just happen to be watching, I know you're not. But... <laughs> I have written you. I have emailed you. <laughs> Check your messages, man. Just... Yeah. <laughs> so where all have you performed? Oh man. Um I know I know Waddy's on the list. Yeah. Waddy, yeah. uh Bacchanalia Music Festival. Yeah. Landhugs, Boca. Uh Bacchanalia was over by Marengo Cave. Yeah, that was okay. the show we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. Uh we played Louisville. We've played um where else, Jake? Uh, in town, Lamasco is another one we've played. Uh, okay. we've played uh, Mount Carmel a couple of times, yeah, man. And oh, believe yeah. it or not, <laughs> as, for the, as small as that place is, it's a great show every time Dude. you play there, yeah. yeah. There's like a hundred people there every time, yeah. It's awesome. I, I see, uh, I see Richard posted about playing there quite a bit. Uh, Richard Sadler from. From Death Mountain Spiders, right? Yeah, like, they, I guess they go over there quite a bit too. And he talked about that mm-hmm. place when they were on the show. He actually mentioned that place. How, and yeah. I don't know what it is. It's just a great place. You're, you know, you're yeah, welcome there, and they people love yeah. bands being there. It's awesome. Yeah, it's funny. Starving for entertainment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they really are, dude. Uh, I actually was a reporter there for like a year. And so I was part of like the big, like formal, like government meetings and had to talk to the cops and everything. But then there's this like kind of just like in every city, there's like an underbelly of like all these people who actually like good music and, you know, (laughs) who don't go to all of those formal functions and shit. And all those people come to the shows. Yeah, I find find smaller places are I I have a better response in those smaller places as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I get more people will come out to see my dumb little acoustic act in Huntsville, Alabama, than they will here in Louisville. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> That's how it goes. If you can work with any producer, and I, I love this question. There, I oh. get that react response every time. <laughs> That's why I love this question. <laughs> it would be between Rick Rubin and Butch Fig. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For me. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'd probably like to work with Steve Tyner again. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Being absolutely. honest. laughs> That's who we're gonna work with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's he does a black cat recording here yeah. in uh, uh, Evansville. He's, he's amazing, badass. dude. And he, some people are like, man, he's he was kind of pushy. It's like he's trying to get what he's, he's trying to get the best out of you. Yeah, That's exactly. All he's, trying to do. he's trying to get you yeah. to stop lollygagging and record yeah. your fucking parts, dude. <laughs> That's absolutely correct. Yeah, he's trying to keep the fucking train moving, keep yep. the momentum going. I get it, and he's good at it too. He is. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. It's like I I want to work. I would say Daniel Ray, like he produced he he produced the new Nine Pound Hammer album. He also produced a Misfits album. The the famous monsters album with which Glenn Danzig wasn't on, but man, the production on that album was great. But I think my post most popular answer is the guy, that, uh, the first Tom Petty album. Uh, I can't think of his name, but he, he, he actually stole all their money and left. Oh. <laughs> Imagine that someone in the music business. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <no>. money, <yeah. laughs> There's no shitheads in the, in the oh, music no. industry at all. It, it's a cruel business, man. I I tell people that want to give up. It's like, you know, 
It is. It's just a cruel business. It's not uh, a good we're, business. We're tough as nails and we're meaner than shit. We don't give a fuck. Yeah. Bring it. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah. You better have more in the mouth on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so people like to run their mouth and I like to fight. <laughs> bigger problem for the people like to run their mouth. How did you pick the songs on Angry and Blue? I know you got about 50 or 60 more. <laughs> yeah, I do. But it's like these were the new ones that we started to do with Jake. And they just kind of, those were the ones that meant the most to us, I think. So, and Ride was brand new, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you had written those lyrics like really recently. Yeah. Um, same with Parking Lot, too. So, yep. It, those two came together really organically with the four of us, I think. Yep. And with the four pieces. Ride is great. It shows. Yeah. The other two, uh, Come Our Way and Angry or Blue, were before I had rejoined and I just added parts to them. Ride shows. They're, they're, yeah, I like the EP a lot. But Ride and, and Angry and Blue. And what's the other one? Come Over? Come Our come way, way. way. Come My Way. Come My That's Way. That's our yeah. comeback song. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? It's our comeback song. Well, what's the story behind it? I don't know. It's just saying, you know, we've been working our asses off. Maybe some, <laughs> luck, will, maybe some luck will come our way. I take it like there's been a drought and now like the rain <laughs> needs to come our way. That's right. Yeah. Something come our way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what's the most useless talent you have? <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. I got so many. Yeah. <laughs> Probably making homemade wine. <laughs> well, that's not useless. Yeah, all. really, dude. <laughs> it, it's always good, too. I made five gallons of elderberry wine today. That's Damn. a lot of work, too, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of work. Elderberry, aren't they the little tiny? Freaking... Yeah, they're real small. <laughs> 10 pounds of them. them? <laughs> no, you just have to pluck them off the stems. But ten pounds—that's well, that's, that's tedious. Ten yeah, pounds. Ten, ten hours of work to pick, pick them <laughs> off. Yeah, you've <laughs> always had that kind of patience, though. I. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when we were kids, we, Adam and I used to go fishing sometimes, and we'd go fishing out there, and he, we'd catch something, and he'd be like, "And I don't even like to fish that much, but I, 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 I would go because you know we lived in Clay, Kentucky. That's just what you did." But, yeah. <laughs> Adam be like, and he knew he was pissing me off too. Was the fun. <laughs> he, he catches this fish. He goes, "Well, Rob, I'm throwing it back. Why? Why? It'd be a nice fish too." And he catch another one. I wouldn't catch shit all day. He catch all kinds of. And he look at me, and he goes, "Well, Rob, I'm throwing it back. What? Every fish. He threw every fish back. He's still a catch release guy. I bet." I didn't want to. I didn't want to have to clean them. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let somebody else do it. You've always had so much patience with stuff, you know. Hell, you can garden. Yeah. You, you still, you still fly. You, you grow, still grow flowers. You, hell, you know. Even when like Wayne passed away, you still planted Wayne's garden. I always, yeah. thought, it, it always stuck in my head that you did that. Your papa, I say Wayne. Yeah, yeah. I loved, I love to grow stuff. I always had a green thumb, so I just kind of kept going with it. You once, one time, you told me it was like. A seed fascinates me so much. It's like a little bitty <laughs> tiny factory. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I, I'm pretty sure I quoted that just right. Yeah, you did. It can take. <laughs> it can take dirt and make it taste like watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, I, there's there's a lot of things you said over the years that stuck in my head. Just you know, hell, we used to box. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hated you for it. 
<laughs> Rob, come over and box with me. No, man, I'm not coming. And, and no matter what the excuse I came up with, Adam had it covered. <laughs> Adam had a, Adam could refute that excuse to where I, I had to come over. <laughs> I had to come over and box with him, which I surprisingly wound up being pretty good at it. <laughs> yeah, it made you tougher, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh wait, back to the music. What's next for you? Record another album. Do you have a show lined up or anything coming anytime soon? October. I can't yeah, remember the date. I can't either. One in Mount Carmel and one in Evansville. I'm pretty sure. When are you going to uh, slide back over to over here to Louisville? Uh, we'll Whenever. try to do it. I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping the COVID dies off and we can make it over there. Yeah, uh, I don't know what the restrictions are or anything. So, well, it's pretty lenient right now, yeah. but it's, it's Kentucky, man. <laughs> yeah, but they can uh, they can put the hammer down when they want to. They sure yeah. can. The government. Um. Yeah, we're. I mean, wherever we're ready. If anybody listening to this uh, wants to book us anywhere, we will show up. There's a phone number on our uh, page on Facebook. Just call it or message our page. Whatever, whatever your preferred mode of contact is. Do you, do you have a band camp or anything yet? All of our stuff is out on like uh, iTunes and Spotify and everything like that. Yeah, the four Urgh. new songs are. They're yeah. everywhere. And there's four more coming. Get you a band camp. It's free. I did not know it was free till like two weeks ago. All this time. <laughs> I thought it was $20 a month. <laughs> I, so I, I guess I, I didn't come find out. I was looking at Bandcamp Pro. But it, and I was like, <laughs> I'm not paying 20 bucks a month for a website. It's just, There's no use in paying for a website anymore. You just... Facebook and everything that, t- that covers all that shit, but get you a band camp because it's free and it's like one or two percent. If somebody does buy a digital download of your song, they just they keep like it's not very much what they keep. Yeah, right. get, get you, build you a band camp. I finally did it a couple about a month ago. It's like oh, this is what everything I've always wanted. Yeah, we I think we our old shit is up on uh, at least a song or two is up on Bandcamp. I made one forever ago during yeah, the first run eight years ago. Yeah, something like that. A while back. Yeah. Any major points or anything you want to bring up before we wrap this up? No, man. Just we I love playing for people. Hope we get to see everybody. Hope we get to come to Louisville, have some fun. Yeah. Uh, we're ready to do it. Yeah. Anywhere we can. We're, we're gonna do it anywhere we can. <laughs> yeah. We we've been getting a lot of compliments on the new four songs. So uh go check them out. It might be something you like, listener. from American Dream Machine. Here is your joke of the week. Why couldn't the little pony sing a lullaby? Because she was a little horse. <laughs>